Chapter Twenty Three of Your Psychic Powers and How to Develop Them. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pamela Krantz. Your Psychic Powers and How to Develop Them by Harroward Carrington. Obsession and Insanity. In this chapter I desire to place before the reader in a fair and clear manner facts which are too often neglected by spiritualists, but which those who develop or become mediums are apt to find out to their cost later in their development, unless they are aware of the facts at the beginning. Truth is always best, and it is accordingly best for the student to know the dangers and difficulties attendant upon spiritualism as well as the bright side we do not wish to alarm or divert from interest any student by this in the following chapters precisely the reverse but inasmuch as forewarned is forearmed the student should be familiar with all the possible risks he is running as there are such risks if he does not develop his mediumistic power systematically and along the right lines as so often pointed out before in this book the reality of spirit obsession as we saw in the last chapter it is often easier for the low and less developed spirits to come in touch with us than those more highly developed and this is especially the case where mediumistic development has not been such as to bring the student in touch with the higher forces and intelligences modern science does not accept the doctrine of spirit obsession as true claiming that the cases of so-called spirit influence are really only cases of diseased mind and body requiring for their cure proper medical attention experienced spiritualists however know that while many cases of apparent obsession may be accounted for in this manner there are also cases of real influence coming from less developed disembodied spirits and as great a psychologist as professor william james said shortly before his death the refusal of modern enlightenment to treat possession as a hypothesis to be spoken of as even possible in spite of the mass of human tradition based on concrete experience in its favor has always seemed to me a curious example of the power of fashion in things scientific that the demon theory not necessarily a devil theory will have its innings again is to my mind absolutely certain one has to be scientific indeed to be blind and ignorant enough not to suspect any such possibility dr l nevias after an exhaustive study of the cases of demon possession in china and after an examination of contrary theories stated his conclusion that genuine cases of obsession were to be found and that they could not be accounted for by any other theory satisfactorily examples of obsession take again the case recorded by dr j godfrey Roper in his dangers of spiritualism he gives the case of a friend of his m who after attempting automatic writing and obtaining it successfully was unable to leave off the practice when he desired to even at night when retiring to rest m had habitually placed paper and pencil by his bedside in order to be able to write at once when summoned to do so and he had frequently been awakened from his sleep for this purpose much to the detriment of course of his mental and physical health 
after this there had come a still further development of the mystical power of writing the pencil too had been discarded and m had begun to trace the writing with his finger in the air he could thus it appears write out a message at some length and was fully able to read it afterwards just as though there was a piece of paper suspended in the air things had thus gone on for many months when m at last awakened to the fact that a great transformation was passing over his moral and intellectual nature and that some other mind had permeated his entire being and he was now conscious that he was ceasing to think his own thoughts in short there could not be any doubt that fetters were being woven around him which he was growing daily more incapable of breaking the condition of servility and submission which the control at first affected was now thrown off and the latter showed signs of absolute power no treatment either hypnotic or medical had the slightest influence upon the strange phenomenon and m had now given up all hope from this quarter some of the authorities whom he had consulted did not believe in obsession or possession others ascribed it to hysteria and fixed ideas help there was none dr ropere goes on its dangers i tried to argue with the personality and prove to him that he was merely a subconscious product on the part of m when i persisted in denying the presence of a personality other than and different from that of m a very frenzy seemed to shake the frame of m and words of the most abusive kind were leveled at me what fools you are it exclaimed to tamper with things you do not understand to facilitate the invasion of spirits and then to deny that they exist to play with hell-fire and then be surprised that it hurts and burns i challenge you to propose any kind of experiment to test my utter and entire independence of the person of this idiot with whom i can do absolutely as i please see how i can handle him and ill-treat him i am now beating and hurting him and he can do nothing to defend himself with this there appeared red spots in different parts of m s face and he groaned as if in physical pain upon this i replied that i should accept the notion of an independent intelligence if it could be shown to be a fact and could be clearly demonstrated this he promised to do many similar cases can be found in this author's works particularly modern spiritualism and the supreme problem and though they are doubtless colored to some extent by the author's religious prejudices they are nevertheless valuable as records or human documents and should be studied as much there are other spiritualists who have written much on this subject of spirit obsession as for instance dr j m peebles whose work the demonism of the ages or spirit obsessions should be read by all interested in spiritualism many cases are given in this work how obsessing spirits gain control madame anita silvani who is an experienced and cautious medium makes the following wise statements concerning the possibilities of obsession in those roughly or over hastily developed as to the evils experienced by some persons who have sat in circles for development or for the manifestation of psychic power i would say that the whole theory of magnetic control rests upon a condition of mutual receptivity being established between the members of a circle 
but few reflect that the blending of magnetisms with those who form the spirit side of that circle is no less a part of the process and that without the aid of the magnetism of the sitters present nothing belonging to the spirit side of life would be obtained now in forming a circle how are you to ensure absolute freedom from the influence of the low or evil earthbound spirits who crowd the streets of a large city the magnetic aura created by the circle hangs in a cloud around it and draws spirits toward it even as a magnet draws iron and steel and everything bright and rusty useful tools and dangerous weapons will be attracted by the powerful magnet poisoned magnetism if you once admit that the aura of a pure and good person can under certain conditions be poisoned by absorbing the tainted mixture from a mixed circle of all sorts of mortals and spirits you also admit that the good persons can carry home with them a sufficient portion of that poisoned magnetism to form the nucleus of a magnetic state congenial to the low and depraved spirits and into which any of them can enter a second time without the aid of the circle for this reason we are opposed to mixed or miscellaneous circles especially when sitters are not sincere and known to one another we believe that possession is not always evil and indeed it is often necessary but it is the continued control of a highly sensitive medium which does the harm by absorbing his finer life essence an earthbound spirit is like one who belongs to neither earth nor heaven nor gehenna he has lost his hold on the earth life and has not yet attained to the spirit world he lives in his astral body and having nothing of his own must borrow from those both above and below him on the ladder of development obsession versus mediumship mediumship is necessary without it there would be no means of knowledge no instruments through which to study the psychic plane but mediumship in exact proportion to the magnetic powers it confers becomes a greater and ever greater source of danger the further its development is carried unless the control of those powers can be handled with a firm hand and understood in all its aspects knowledge is the best safeguard and knowledge will be best obtained by those who can study all the conditions of psychic development it is said that there are two forms of magnetism the astral and the physical the fundamental difference between them is due to the different conditions under which the astral plane and the physical plane function how spirits influence us it must not be thought however that all i have said on obsession relates entirely to spiritualism or to development in circles or in private we live all the time in a spiritual world as well as in a material one and hence are open to the possibilities of obsession or influence both good or bad and many show in daily life the fact that this influence is strong for or against invisible intelligences are said to be with us much of the time some urging us on to false and wrong deeds others helping and encouraging us in actions of kindness sympathy and benevolence it is our duty to get in touch with the latter as much as possible and then we shall receive inspiration and enlightenment from higher sources than any at present about us the difficulty is to know how to do this without risk for as st paul said we must try the spirits and endeavor to prove to our own satisfaction whether they are good or bad 
there are various types of obsession but for our present purposes we shall omit many of the odd and exceptional phases such as vampires which will be discussed later on in this book and shall speak only of the ordinary type of spiritistic obsession the magnetic link the body and mind are doubtless connected by a sort of magnetic link the mind and the physical body are connected by means of a fluidic or etheric body in shape the double of the physical body it is owing to the fact that this body becomes detached from the physical frame at times that many of the phenomena of obsession and insanity occur the lines of force are broken and the etheric body becomes first of all loosened inside the physical body and then separated more or less altogether from it without the wish of the subject who may even be altogether unconscious of the process and not know what is going on within him he only experiences the resultant phenomena and it is for this reason that he does not know what method or course of treatment to pursue in order to get better or become cured all ordinary treatment is for this reason useless medical and physiological treatment for the reason that it acts only on the physical body not on the mind and hypnotic or other psychological treatment is almost equally useless for the reason that it acts on the mind without reaching the physical body any form of treatment which really cures must aim to act upon the etheric link or connection between mind and body and to act upon it in such a way that it will become readjusted both to the mind and body and this once accomplished the mind will be restored to its condition of health and sanity one of the chief things to do therefore is to act upon this magnetic link and draw back the etheric body into the physical we know that anesthetics of all kinds tend to drive out or disconnect the etheric from the physical body and it is possible that some day in the future science may discover a drug which will have the reverse effect of driving or drawing back the etheric into the physical body when this has been discovered it will doubtless be the means of curing many cases of insanity at present held incurable for the present inasmuch as this drug has never been discovered we must resort to magnetic and mesmeric treatment and other methods of cure to be enumerated more fully later on in this chapter early symptoms of obsession first of all let us consider some of the typical symptoms of obsession when they occur one of the primary things which will be noticed probably will be that the patient will be unable to sleep properly he suffers from insomnia coupled with restlessness and irritability soon after this he begins to experience a dull ache or pain at the base of the brain sometimes at the base of the spine also these spots will be tender to the touch a general debilitated or run-down nervous condition will be present perhaps unnoticed until attention be drawn to the fact if the subject has been practicing automatic writing let us say he will begin to have a more or less persistent desire to write this will keep pressing him forward and urging him to try what he can get with pencil or planchette thoughts seem put into his head ideas impressions and impulses which urge him to perform certain actions or do certain things these will increase in intensity and frequency 
danger signals from this point onward great caution should be used as the danger point or dividing of the ways has now been reached a careful student of the occult might point out that the symptoms mentioned above and in the first chapter are alarmingly similar to those in the early stages of some types of insanity this is true i described them earlier in this book be it understood not as desirable symptoms but as those which are likely to appear and for which the student should be on the lookout the facts should be placed before him and when he is in possession of the knowledge concerning them he will know how best to meet them if he observes such symptoms we see therefore the importance of careful and systematic development in the cultivation of mediumship as i have so often pointed out before in this book after the above stage has been reached it is probable that the student who is on the wrong road will hear words as though inside his head or externally in space or possibly in his solar plexus though this is more rare or the phenomena may take the visual turn in which case the patient will see things mostly of an unpleasant nature such as snakes devils or monstrous or grotesque living objects thenceforward unfavorable symptoms will probably develop rapidly until a patient is completely obsessed and under control the line to be pursued in cases of this character is twofold first prevention second cure prevention of obsession prevention sound physical health is essential for all wholesome spiritual and mediumistic advancement and if the patient is sick or ill and especially if run down or depleted nervously he should stop all mediumistic practices until he is again restored to health plenty of outdoor exercise of as rugged a nature as possible would do wonders in cases of this character fresh air both day and night is essential tea coffee and alcohol should be avoided plenty of milk should be drunk by the patient as this both restores and builds up the nervous system in a way that nothing else can above all plenty of sleep must be obtained and no matter whether the patient desires ten hours or more at night this should be allowed and plenty of rest at all other times this is very essential at this stage of the proceedings the mental and spiritual health must be maintained equally with the physical your critical judgment and common sense must be exercised now as always both in judging the messages received and in the general conduct of life do not believe everything which is told you as there are many lying and deceiving intelligences as well as useful and good ones above all do not act upon or obey messages which do not strongly appeal to your own good sense and worldly judgment if you keep up your mediumistic practices sit only a short time each day not more than fifteen or twenty minutes at the longest and if possible at the same time each day these two rules as before pointed out are very important never allow yourself to continue beyond the time limit you have set yourself no matter how interesting the communications may be but say in a firm loud voice we must stop now or i will sit again at the same time tomorrow for the continuation of the message you should then discontinue the writing
Important Warnings and Precautions Never go inside your own head and examine its processes or introspect for too long a time. The wonders of brain and thought may appeal to your imagination, but never let them influence you or cause you to turn your thoughts inward in the attempt to solve them. If you do, it is sure to end disastrously, and there is no more reason why you should be conscious of your thinking apparatus than of your digestive or circulatory apparatus, which is equally mysterious and wonderful. Let them go on by themselves without thinking anything about them, but using them rather as instruments for your life purposes. Always keep an interest in external things and live, as it were, outside your head in the outer world all the time. Become interested in matter-of-fact and worldly objects and interests, as this will tend to distract your mind from yourself and restore you to a condition of normal, healthy-mindedness. Cultivate a sense of humor, and never take yourself or your mediumship so seriously that you cannot see the humorous side of a situation when it may arise endeavor to harden the inner self so to say and focus and concentrate it at a given point which is under your conscious volition and control keep the center of consciousness always intact and be sure that the center is yourself do not focus either the sight or the interest on external images or impressions when these become persistent when this is the case force yourself to banish them by an effort of will and by deliberately turning the attention into other more practical directions. Further Advice When dropping to sleep, always keep your mind centered on yourself, and never allow yourself any flights of imagination, and never wonder what is going on or endeavor to catch yourself falling asleep, as you might with safety do at other times. Value sleep and look upon it as a kindly friend. Even those who are seriously obsessed are safe when they are asleep. And no matter how terrifying their daily experiences, voices or visions may be, they very rarely have unpleasant or terrifying dreams. Sleep is the resting time of the soul, and if the spirit is en rapport with itself, as it should be, it will be protected from all external influences during the hours of sleep. Cultivate your own force of will and self-possession. If the emotional nature is too intense, this should by all means be calmed down, especially before going to sleep. A prolonged warm bath will have a very good effect in such cases. One other preventative practice will be found very useful. It is this. Seated in a dark room, concentrate your will upon the outer limits of your aura. That is the auric egg which was described in the chapter on the aura. By proper concentration and practice you will be enabled to harden or toughen the outer shell, as it were, of this auric egg, rendering it impervious to extraneous psychic or spiritual influences. This you should always practice before dropping off to sleep. Those who have developed this power in a proper and adequate manner are absolutely impervious to any evil or malign influences from without. THE CURE OF OBSESSION CURE Supposing now that you have not taken these precautions in time, and that you have become actually obsessed for the time being, or that you meet one who is unfortunate enough to be in that condition, what is to be done? 
the advice which was given under the last heading should be followed here to some extent the physical health should be built up by all means in your power sleep is absolutely essential and as much of it must be secured as possible it may be necessary even to resort to sleeping draughts or powders in order to secure the necessary sleep these should be prescribed by your regular physician however while drugs are doubtless harmful bromide and similar medicines can be taken with benefit at such a time since the evil effects of the drug are more than counterbalanced by the benefits derived by mind and spirit alcohol must be discontinued at once and a milk diet substituted you must impress upon the patient for such he is now that no one can help him beyond a certain limited point he must help himself the cure must come from within rather than from without how to use the mind distract his mind by all possible methods so as to make it objective instead of introspective do not let him go inside his head for a moment to listen to the voices or to see the visions which float before him but immediately anything of the kind occurs distract his attention and interest him in something which is going on about him and of as dramatic a nature as possible so as to ensure attention do not let him go inside his head for the more he lives within himself the more difficult will he be to cure you must teach him to disregard or to deny the voices or impressions which insistently come to him if they flatter him and tell him to do certain things teach him that these voices are evil and lying and are not to be trusted for if they were otherwise he would not be in his present condition never imagine for a moment that an obsessed person is illogical or is not open to reason his reasoning faculties are often keenly alert and have often to be appealed to to effect a cure these mental devices are very important though they do not as before said go to the root of the matter diagnosis and treatment clairvoyant diagnosis is very valuable and a trained clairvoyant can sometimes see the obsessing spirits and describe them when this is the case the problem of cure becomes more real and more apparent if the patient believes in the efficacy of prayer this is doubtless a potent method of cure the religious nature is one of the most fundamental sides of our character and is a factor which is capable of exerting an immense pressure when properly brought to bear encourage the patient therefore to pray if he is at all of a religious turn of mind magnetic treatment such as passes etc is often very valuable and will assist in restoring the patient to health by acting upon the etheric body direct as before explained combined with suggestion this is one of the most potent weapons that can be used in our present state of knowledge by these methods also we can in some cases toughen the outer protective auric shell if the patient is unable to direct his mind sufficiently to do this himself by proper striving however he will soon place himself in the direction of the great healing cosmic currents and when once he has done so will begin to improve immediately and make rapid progress spiritual treatment 
the most important remedial measure must now be described inasmuch as the obsessing intelligences are spirits usually of an evil or lying nature though they may be only ignorant or bungling who have wrecked the medium's nervous mechanism through their ignorance of how to operate it they are capable of being reached and removed by other spirits that is we should approach them not from the physical or even the mental plane but from the spirit side of life one of the best ways to do this is to secure the services of a reliable trance or clairvoyant medium who in the mediumistic condition is capable of discerning the spirits and influencing the patient an experienced medium of this character has with him certain guides or controls who are helpful and friendly these guides if called upon will assist by arguing with or if necessary forcefully removing the obsessing intelligences who are influencing the psychic the case should be explained to the medium's guides when the latter is in trance and their assistance asked they will then undertake to remove the obsessing spirits and will often succeed in doing so after a few trials though in some instances they are unable to persuade or induce the obsessing spirits to leave and are not powerful enough to enforce their removal this however is the most potent and effectual method which we know at present and should be employed whenever possible if a medium of this character is unavailable then a second person should speak to the obsessing intelligences direct and reason with them as he would with a human being pointing out to them the uselessness of the proceeding the injury they are doing the medium the harm to themselves etc it is rare indeed that such measures properly applied and coupled with the mental and physical treatment described above will fail to remove the influences which are at work the brighter side of the subject i have described fully and freely the seamy side of spiritualism and its possible dangers the student must not be discouraged however from this black outlook the dangers exist truly but they also exist in other lines of experimental research and many lives have been lost in attempts to perfect some system of medicine or some antidote for poison which today we use with safety it is the same here properly carefully and systematically developed mediumship should present none of these dangers or difficulties but should on the contrary bring the student into touch with higher planes of thought and activity and enable him to approach the more angelic sphere of being as by careless or wrong development he will as surely come in contact with spirits of the opposite nature for this reason i again urge the student to study and practice carefully and cautiously as he proceeds so that none of these unpleasant or terrifying experiences may at any time come to him end of chapter twenty three obsession and insanity recording by pamela Krantz.